have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orbit. What? Then name the system Orbit. 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 religion is an ancient weapon. They're no match for a good blast. Working coming up on Alderaan. You may fire when ready. Welcome to Alderaan Explosion, the Explosion Network's Star Wars podcast where we're counting down to Solo, a Star Wars story. This is episode two. We are only uh, a couple, what, no, a week out from the movie's release. And in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the movie history leading up to Solo, how we got to this movie, and the trials and tribulations that this movie's gone through. Trouble in shooting. I'm sure you've heard about it. We'll also be talking about if you could write a Solo movie, what would it be like? Who deserves the next Solo character movie film? Overall thoughts going to Star Wars Story, and we'll be dropping some hot solo predictions before heading into the movie, and I'll give you my quick thoughts on Last Shot, the Han Solo tie-in book, if I haven't finished it yet. Joining me this week, Ashley Hobley. I'm here. I read the blurb of that book. It sounds good. Uh, that's good. That's yeah. The blurb is a good part I of the I held the book, book in so. my hands. Oh, did you really? Yes. What store did you go to? Uh, Dimmicks. Okay, I don't have yeah. a Dimmicks. No, I wish we had a Dimmicks. Shepard and Tagleton. Yeah. Kieran March is also How are you going? I, I've not held the book. I've not looked at the book. I've only heard the book's name by Dylan's reference. Are there bookstores in Shepparton? There are bookstores in Shepparton. Oh, okay. But I'm too scared to go to them, so that's why I bought a Kindle. I d- why would I, you be scared to go to a bookstore? Well, there was at one point. I think the bus stop has changed, but there used to be the bus stop right near the bookstore, and at that bus stop... Bus, God damn it! At the oh, bus, bus stop, stop mate. Um, yeah. all like the people that were a little bit yeah, um, hung out, especially on like their Centrelink days. And they just oh god, I mentioned Centrelink on a podcast. Bail out, bail out, bail out. Let's <laughs> Star Wars. I can't imagine reading the Star Wars books on a Kindle. I was just thinking about it because one of my favorite things—they're my favorite book to buy—and I make sure to get all the new ones. In um, hardcover because all of them have such great um, artwork on the covers. Yep. Yeah, but I don't Look care good. that much. I suppose. I... Like, did you love the? <laughs> did you look at the? You, you held the last shot one, Ash. Yeah. Did you see how it has a reversible cover and all that? No, I didn't. It's pretty cool. Okay, so it's like because it's it's called a Han and Lando novel. It's not like a Han novel. It's yeah. it's a switches back and forth, and it's considered a novel for both of them. Um, the cover is reversible, so it has Lando oh. or Han, however you want to do it. The dust cover, yeah. Yeah, the dust cover, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. It's like a, you, you can do that for DVDs. I don't think I've... I've never seen a I book know, that would, it. I know. That would be awkward because it's kind of bent to be one way, though. Yeah, that's what I'm, I was just way. thinking. Like, how do you bend it back? And we just bend it. Like, you you bend it in the same spot, and then by the time you close the book it, cover, is the Lando cover better? In your uh, opinion, is there any reason to unfold it? Like, I would just rather them be like, here's a plastic pocket with a second cover in the back of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so I'll give my let's start with my quick thoughts on last shot. Uh, do you need to read it before seeing the movie? Like some other, like the Rogue One Cutlass book, which I did heavily feel like was a big part of me loving that film the first time I watched it. No, because I, even though I haven't finished the last shot yet, about halfway so far, it's a lot of it actually takes place when Ben solos like four or three, like something like that. And it like flashes back between that time period, um, to a couple years after this movie. So it, none of it's like prequel to the Han Solo movie because you can't really do a prequel to a movie that's 
so much heavily a prequel for the character defeats the purpose of the movie. So I think it doesn't matter if you read it now or after the movie. Either way, it's going to work. But I'm really, really enjoying it so far. They've, the person writing it, who's... I don't remember their name. I can reach over and get my Have book. Have you done any research to. for this freaking? You haven't put time I do. I just did. I, I've a million and one fucking name. notes, but I haven't wrote down the author's name of the book. Um, not important. Just letting us not down. It's, I think it's someone I can't pronounce anyway. But he's done a <laughs> really, really good job at writing um, Han. He has done a really, really good job to the, po- to the point where I think... Uh, so Claudia Gray, I think, has done the best job so far at writing Leia. Like uh, reading, anytime she's wrote Leia, you're just like, that is Leia. You have embodied what that character is. And this guy who looks like Ash is intently searching for the name of the author has written Han very, very well to the point it just flows so well. And you can picture Harrison Ford saying these lines, saying these smart ass remarks to Leia and whoever else is around. There's a part at the start of the book where Ben... Uh, so he's in this like room by himself, wakes up, Ben's crying, goes to help him. And, you know, it's like fumbling Hans, just like trying to deal with a babe. And he's like, oh, what the fuck this thing wants? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, shut up, child. Did like, you just say fumbling Hans? Fumbling child? I don't know. Like fumbling the chi- lines, I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and there's this, there's this robot in there who keeps trying to help out. Um, it's like, do you need anything, sir? Do you need me to help with the, the baby or anything like that? And Hans, of course, just like, can you sh- fucking... Well, he doesn't say fuck. But he's like, can you just shut up and like leave me alone? And then Leia charges in and she's like, what are you doing, Han? Can you, what's wrong, Ben? What did Han do to you, poor child? He's like, I didn't do anything. Like, he was just crying. <laughs> like, it's, it's very... Like, the scenes are very... You could see them playing out between um, the characters like it was something out of a movie. So I think it's worth... I'd, I'd recommend it as a Star Wars book to read. Ash, did you find the author's name for me? Or do yes. I need to reach over? Daniel yep. Jose Alder. Thank you. It's not hard at all. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't. Well, the E's sure. got the little apostrophe thing over it. So. so it's so it should be said, Jose. Nope. Maybe, but we're not racist here. <laughs> well, we're not. Some of us are racist. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just you know. Moving on. Anyone got, anyone got any interest in picking up that book? Um, I think I'll pick it up based on how I feel towards the movie. I think if yeah. I really enjoy the movie, I'll go pick the book up. If yeah. the movie doesn't hype me up, then I probably won't. You said you love Han in episode one, though. I do love Han, but I need to, like, I need to... I buy... Not buy... Too, no, I buy too many books with the intention of reading them, so... <laughs> I generally need like maybe if you bought them physically, you'd read them. No, it's more just I need a motivational factor. Like playing The Witcher Three has motivated me to read the Witcher book, so I've already one and a half ways through the foot. Like I've already finished the first book and onto the second book of The Witcher. So if, if there was Overwatch books, how many Overwatch? Oh books my would you god! Read <laughs> hey, follow up question from last season of Alderaan Explosion: How many Star Wars books have you read since then? I've started three. which three did you start um i started the short stories yeah i started the phasma one yeah and i started catalyst okay those are my three i started which one was you enjoying the most Uh, i was really enjoying the short stories i was really enjoying Uh like the different characters and how it because at worst if you're like i'm not enjoying this one you're two pages away from the finish most of the time so yeah okay it's like by the time you get a couple pages in and you kind of get you're like i'm not really enjoying this short story and you like see how far it's got to go and you're like 
Uh, it's only like another page or two, yes. and then I'm onto yeah. a new short story written by a different author. So yeah, it it the the down the worst of it that you may not enjoy doesn't suck because it's I enjoyed not like the I think my favorite of the short stories that I or like the main one I remember there was the short story about um, the stormtrooper that met Leia and yeah. just kind of questioned his whole whole existence through that meeting, and then kind of was just like, I don't want to be a stormtrooper anymore. This is not yeah. a not a thing. It's a pretty good book. That's a cool story. Um, would you want to read it, Ash? Any of these books? You picked it up and looked at it. Maybe. Yeah. If I had motivation as well. Fair <laughs> I've got so Straight much stuff that I've got that I haven't read yet. Yeah, so do I, but... Yeah. Star but... Wars books take priority over anything else, basically. <laughs> um, alright, let's jump in to Solo, A Star Wars Story Movie History. So I kind of want to go through the dot points of how we got from the initial idea of this movie to it now showing up on cinema screens. When do you think this movie was initially talked about? I don't know. After when, episode seven? Maybe like 2013? Yeah, 2013. A Han Solo spin-off movie was already in the works, and by in the works, I mean being discussed. With the originals, wasn't it? Now that I With think George about Lucas it. before yes. Disney brought it. Yes. So okay. this yes. is one of the most important factors I like to shove in the Disney-hating uh, people's faces because they all, they all scream at ev- everyone in the in Twitters and such about, oh, Disney, like, why'd you have to give us a Han Solo movie? Like, no one wanted this, blah, 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 blah. You know, all that sort of trash. And it, it's you just have to point out, hey... George Lucas was actually working on this a long, long time ago. So George Lucas, George Lucas had started developing uh, a film about young Solo um, and had actually hired Lawrence Kasdan to come on and write the script, um, who co-wrote this one, with uh, the, the one we've got now with his son. Um, but then when Force Awakens and the whole deal happened and they start working on that, Kasdan left to help work on the Force Awakens script at that point, of course. And he left... Uh, it kind of goes that he left his son to finish writing up the script. So work on this movie was started pre-Disney is basically the important point. And everyone likes to go, oh, George Lucas wouldn't have wanted this movie. Those sorts of lines. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Um, basically around the time Disney brought it, George was firing up to basically come out of Star Wars sleep, I guess. I mean, there was the Clone Wars, but he was, you had the Underworld TV series coming that he was working on trying to get this Han Solo spinoff movie, you know, like stuff was going to happen either way without Disney buying it. It's like Disney buy it. We brought it. We got episode seven. What's happening now. But even without that, you probably would have got this movie. It wouldn't have been the same as it is now, undoubtedly, but you, either way, you're getting a Han Solo movie. Um, so then, no one obviously no one had heard about it at this point. In 2013, Bob, Bob Iger confirmed the development of two Star Wars standalone movies. Um, one was going to be written by Kasdan and one was going to be written by Simon Kinberg at the time. Um, the Kinberg one has since... That, that one fucked off to nowhere. That was the rumoured Boba Fett one. This was the one that um, Josh Trank was attached oh, to yeah, at one yeah, stage. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm. Yep. 
Um, and then Josh Trank uh, went on Twitter and whatever and said everyone in Hollywood fucking sucks and whatever else he said. And uh, I haven't seen him around lately, oddly. Like, <laughs> didn't work out so well for him, did it? Um, He's the one who did so, Fantastic Four, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Remember that guy? That was the one. So shortly after that, Disney was uh, the room. Yeah. So it was rumored Solo plus Boba Fett, which I suppose makes sense if they were taking maybe some of the Underworld scripts and kind of reworking them into a Boba Fett film, I guess, is the, the way you could kind of think about it. Um, I don't understand why. But let's, as always, Boba Fett sucks. Carry on. Yeah, I don't like Boba Fett at all. Absolutely nothing to that character. No, I don't looks, know why, why he needs cool. a movie. So looks cool. He looks cool, nothing. but like he squee he had didn't he have like a Wilhelm scream when he freaking died? <laughs> no, that was um somebody else. That was another character. His dad. Yeah. Um, which I meant to blank on the name of. Oh, Django. Django, yeah, Django. Yep. That's where right. he got his head chopped off by Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. Episode two. Boba Fett's the one that people like, not Django. (laughs) Don't confuse prequel characters with real Star Wars characters. People will be like, you fucking real fan? I'll kill you. (laughs) Um, Boba Fett wouldn't have got an origin story, though, because they cover his origins uh, in the Clone Wars TV series. Yes. You get to see him as a young kid. You get to see where he goes to. You get to see him team up with a bunch of bounty hunters. Then eventually you see him kind of getting into his world as a bounty hunter. So that is his origin story as far as I'm concerned. So did I need a movie covering his teenage years? No, not really. I don't really care. Um, So after this, and this is at the time when they weren't called Star Wars stories either. They were called, I can't remember, Star Wars something rather anthology series yes. at the time yep. there was the whole switch around originally it was like the star wars anthology stories and then eventually they made the switch to a star wars story when they released one of the rogue one trailers at some stage they just changed it um which i like i prefer it yeah yep. that's so that was announced in 2015 they announced that they was calling them star wars anthology series um that didn't last long as we're saying though uh then they got to work on the Han Solo project, uh, finishing up the script, getting people on board in around 2015. And they're still working on the Josh Trank movie at this point. It is interesting how so many of these movies fucking just bomb, <laughs> just drop just like, off. Just, no, all right, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was announced the filming would begin in January 2017. And at this point, they still hadn't got a director yet. So they get. Get onto filming. They hire the uh, fuck Lord of Miller. Lord of Miller. Yes, thank you. I was like, it's written down here somewhere. I'm mental blanking. The Lego guys, or what else did they do? Uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Jump Street yeah. Twenty Two Jump Street. They hire these people to do this movie, which at the time my initial reaction was, sure, like Han Solo's the movie will surely be somewhat funny. Like Han Solo isn't a per se funny character, but he like, like he says stuff that you laugh at. So maybe these directors could fit the the tone, I guess. And they can shoot action movies like 21 Jump Street's an action movie slash comedy. It's, it's like, so I could see him toning it down. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have a huge problem with them as directors. What did you think 
with those two originally being the, the directors of this film. I thought it was an interesting choice. I mean, I mean, they've come off successful properties, so it's hard to go, oh, that's a terrible idea. But It's interesting because I don't think the, the style of movie that they'd been previously known for, I don't think I would have liked that as a Star Wars movie unless they were going to completely change it up a bit. Like, you know... 20 the the 21 22 jump streets the the storyline for those movies is more just a mechanism or a vehicle to get to the funny bits and i wouldn't want that as a as part of a solo or a han solo story or a movie yeah i in my mind it was like oh they they'll have to tone it down a bit they're working for a big movie entity now that is lucasfilm part of the star wars franchise they'll have to kind of put the reins on a bit to, to buckle down and, and do this project. But I, in my mind, if that was me, it would be, oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it just because it's Star Wars, you know, like I want my name to be attached to a Star Wars movie. So I'll, I'll try my best to, to work our style into whatever Kathleen Kennedy wants us to do at Lucasfilm. Um, we know that doesn't work out, but um, so then the, if getting them on board, then all these rumors start happening that there was problems on set that the people were having trouble with the directors, directors, Lucasfilm was having trouble with the directors. And then we got a piece of news that was Lucasfilm hired an acting coach for Alden Ehrenreich because they weren't happy with his performance as Han Solo, mm-hmm. um, which of course is like, oh God, they're hiring an acting coach for the guy playing yeah. the lead, Han Solo. Why would you release that news? I don't know why they would release that information. Even if they tried to just, you know, why, where was well, the PR person? Well, I don't know if they le- released it. I mean, this shit just leaks. Like, where yeah. was? But where was the PR person for them to shape that into more? We're hiring somebody to work with him to get more of, you know, Harrison Ford's mannerisms and stuff. Or I mean, it probably was worded something like that. But it comes down to yeah, hiring an coach. acting coach. <laughs> but I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think that's a terrible thing. It sounds bad, but I don't think it's a terrible thing either. No. I agree. It's you know, but it comes off bad. They're not the as a company. They can be like some people can be like, nah, we've made this decision to put our faith in this star. We're not going to look like idiots by going back on this. We're just going to put it in whatever performance they give. And then some performances like this is horrible. But I think it shows that Disney and Lucasfilms care enough about um, the character of Han Solo and how he's portrayed on the screen to make sure it's done, it's done the right way, which I think there's a, that's good. And that gives me a lot of, uh, faith in what's going to happen. Yeah. I like, it's, it's easy to just to judge the troubled past this movie's had and take it all as a bad thing. But to me, it just kind of proves that Disney's willing to, or Lucasfilm, whatever you have, you want to look at it is willing to kind of lose money um, like all the money they spent filming with certain actors and whatever else, and then they had to shovel so much money back in to do reshoots and stuff. That's just them trying to get the movie to be great, you yeah. know? Like they don't want to put out a shitty product. You know, it it shows because if people are, you know, people go that Disney's terrible. They're just they're doing what they want to with Star Wars because they they want some money. They want the money out of it. If that was the truth, they would have just let Solo go out as a completed movie without doing any polishing, without, you know, doing taking these steps to do reshoots and stuff when, you know, they could just put it out there. I think with or without it, it's still going to make a decent amount of money. Even if they just put it out there, people are going to go see it because it's a Star Wars It's movie. already tracking higher than Black Panther. Yeah. 
Like, it doesn't... Yeah. There's, you know, if they were only caring about money, they would just shoot it, be like, yep, yeah, what we've got is fine, put it out there. Afterwards, it would be... Like, people would probably be crapping on it and it would have a bad reputation, but they would have had the money out of it, so who cares? But that's... I don't think that is Disney. No, because yeah. they want, they're thinking long-term. Got to have good product so they'll come to the next product. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like... And also because it's good to have good stuff. Yeah. That helps. Um, <laughs> so then on June 20th, 2017, citing creative differences, Lucasfilm announced that Lord Miller had been... Well, will be parting ways uh, and a new director was going to be announced shortly. Uh, so it was report. They didn't officially say what the, the dealio, dealio was officially. You know, they, the official statement is creative differences. The, the rumors or whatever you want to read from behind the scenes is that they were butting heads with both Kathleen Kennedy, head of Lucasfilm, of course, and Cassidy um, on Cassidy. set. And they were Kasdan, sorry. I always say Kasdan. I put I put an extra A in there. It's You've been ridiculous. it's because of League of Legends. It could be, yeah. It, it is, because be. there's a character Kassadin. called Kasdan in Kassadin, League of Legends. Yeah. Um so that they said that those two were apparently disagreeing with their shooting style, and anytime they were asked to kind of do it differently, they were just not happy with it. Lord and Miller thought they were hired to make a comedy film and they were trying to shoot a comedy movie when Lucasfilm apparently hired them, as I thought when they were hired, to put a comedic touch, touch or to... swing on the movie I and they went in to make a full-on that's, comedy. I don't know. I think that's... What? What? That's just... I think that's them trying to cover for the fact that Disney or, or Lucasfilm just didn't like the material they were putting out. From their perspective, oh, we thought we were, they wanted a comedy movie, but why would they? I, why would I don't know? I I don't know. There was also apparently they were filming. Um, apparently they were filming a lot of improv scenes or re- like asking the actors to do improv scenes, which was upsetting Kasdan, um, because he said was getting upset that the the scenes weren't being shot, you know, script for script, how it's written. And apparently they would be like, okay, they'll shoot one take at that just to keep him happy or whatever. And then be like, all right, let's shoot like 10 improv scenes. Everyone go crazy. Let's make it a comedy. You know, like everyone, funny jokes, funny jokes, funny jokes. That's not, you need that, you need that script. You need that guideline to maintain the voice of the characters that the audience. Well, you do for movies like this, I feel. Yeah. Especially when you're, you're working with a character like Han Solo. Yeah. And exactly. you, you need the script to keep it in character. The the improv stuff works for your Seth Rogen comedies and whatever yeah, else. Yeah, like it's, for those comedies Seth Rogen that, playing Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, when it's comedies that aren't, um, you know, they're not beloved characters where, honestly, probably the characters, the location, the story even as a whole doesn't really matter. That, no. Where in those movies, it doesn't really matter. People just go because they want to laugh and they're funny or they try to be funny. But that's not what a Star Wars film should be. Unless they're doing, you know, go go run like a theatre show about that where you you do some random improv each night about random crap, but not not a Star Wars, like not a movie, please. That sounds terrible. I know. It just depends on the scene, I guess. If, it, if it's like a joke, then you could do it a bunch of different ways. I mean. But it's like, like Han Solo in everyone's mind says stuff a certain way. Yeah, they, you, know? you have an idea of that's Han Solo. 
You you don't want to. We don't. That's why you do it by the script first. Then you give them room to do improv. But like, you don't want to. The worst thing you want to do for for the actor that's playing Han is for the audience to sit down and be like, "That's not Han Solo. That's some other character in Han's clothing." You don't want that. What you want for this movie to be successful is you want people in the cinemas to sit down and be like, "That is Han Solo. That is the character we know and we love." You know, that's that's the heart of it. Or, you know, audiences are going to come out. They're going to hate. They're going to blame the actor. They'll full on just blame the actor. Oh, you didn't play Han properly. You're the, you're worst Han. You've ruined Han. Which I is mean, they can still do way. that anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say anyway. that is guarantee that happens. They're going to do it anyway. But I could come yeah, out and go so... ten out of ten best Star Wars movie and look on Twitter and see someone going, "They ruined Star Wars." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think as happen. a whole, it would be more if that he didn't have you know. A lot of Han stuff is very witty, very um, dry kind of humor, and I don't think that humor always works well in kind of a improv setting. I guess I think if they're well written and properly rehearsed and stuff, it comes off a lot better. Yeah. Um, so Kasdan was apparently brought on to the London set also, um, and. Lord and Miller got upset because they thought he was basically shadow directing the movie or like interrupting too much to say, no, like you should be doing it this way. No, you should be the blah, 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 blah. Um, whether he was brought onto the set by Lucasfilm is kind of like for he, to make himself feel better. Maybe he was upset. Maybe he was worried about it. Like he has an attachment to the character, I feel like, um, mm-hmm. after writing, especially yep. episode yes. five. Um, so, but they got upset about that, which I can agree to a certain point, but. So you, you hear a lot, most of the time with movies, writers aren't on set. For most of the time. Depending on what the movie is, yep. I guess. Um, but most projects, writers aren't on set. Especially if the, the script's just being brought up and it's sold to some studio. The writer isn't on set. For something like this, or a Marvel property, or something that's maybe adapted by from a book where the, the, write, like the author's have, heavily influential and important to it like jk rowling being on the harry potter set yes on stuff like that it kind of depends project by project i feel like in this case him being on set is okay but i can understand if i can understand why they don't but i think it's it's necessary to have that resource to go over and ask a question of the setting or of the the scenery or of anything like that go hey does this fit? Does this, you know, does this work? Or has something like this been in Star Wars before? Or will this be able to fit into the universe? I think you need that kind of, for these kind of things where they're beloved properties that people have a built up um, understanding of the the universes and of the galaxies. So, yeah, I think, I think for this movie or for Star Wars movies in general, they need somebody like that on set. Do you reckon they had someone like that Telling Ryan Johnson what to do? Um, I think they had somebody available there to do it. Okay. Probably wasn't it probably was it, you know, there was probably somebody else with a different style. Like a different style from Kasdan. Kasdan might have been, might have you know, there is that part of it where Kasdan might have just been a bit more like, Oh, it's my baby, I don't want it to be ruined. You know, I'm he might have been strongly connected, but I don't think he was put there to feel that way by Lucas. I think he was put there for to Lucas to say, here's the writer so you guys can ask questions and work with him to make the best movie possible. I feel like Kathleen Kennedy's probably was probably on set a lot more and heavily involved with the 
the numbered movies than these uh, story ones. Also, yeah, I guess. Um, just because I suppose it makes sense. That's like the flagship movie. Um, but I mean, if you if you the way she came out and talked about Ryan Johnson at Star Wars Celebration when he was announced as director, it was like she was introducing the person, the like someone she really. It was really the way she talked about him when when she introduced him. She was like, "This is like the new the new Spielberg. Like, I love the way he works. Like, I, I feel honestly feel like maybe she even just trusted him more. Like, yeah. she had a real respect, and you could feel it when she introduced him and talked about him. It was just like Ryan Johnson is a guy. He's great. He wrote. He's writing and directing episode eight. I have complete yep. faith in him. He's like the new Spielberg. Let's fucking go. Um, so ju- judging off that, I feel like maybe she had more faith also. Um. So all this happened, of course, and I take it off. And then I remember sitting in, just tr- checking Twitter every morning after this happened and going, who's the new director? Who's the new director? Who do you reckon is going to, you know, it was like refreshing every morning, like knowing one day soon they'll have to announce it. It's not going to take like a week or two weeks. It's going to happen soon. They're in the middle of production. Get, <laughs> yeah, they need to get the ball back rolling. You can't take ages. Um, so the rumor, the rumor is that apparently George Lucas like said, hey, you should hire, you should get Ron Howard to do it. Who's my friend? Because <laughs> everyone acts like George never shows up to or is involved in Star Wars anymore. Yeah, that he and just he's not involved. He's just wiped his hands clean of it. Yeah, he's well. He's he shows up to sets for stuff. He pops in, takes a look at the movies and whatever else. He's not officially involved in stuff, but he's still friends with all these people. He would still talk to Kathleen Kennedy a lot. Like she came up from like George and Spielberg, like that's how she got to where she was. So she would still talk to him like all the time. So you can just imagine her being on the phone, like George, like we had to fire them. This is what happened. You can just imagine him being like, Oh, you get Ron Howard. He's a good friend of mine. You get Ron Howard. He's the director you're looking for. Director, director, is really good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Apparently, Joe Johnson and Kazadin both wanted to direct it, but um, under the Directors Guild of America rules, you cannot uh, replace a director with someone who was already involved w- in the production. So that's even fair. if Kazadin was- wanted to direct it, it's like you can't push someone out. Yeah, there's a code or whatever, yeah, like yeah. legality. Wait, to it. Joe Johnston was he? Yeah, he's like producing it or something. I oh, think okay. maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like that. It's just one of those interesting rules to kind of to stop someone in the writer's seat or the producer's seat getting pissed off with the director and like Taking sabotaging him in some way to try and get yeah, their way to, to the, the seat, himself. I guess. Yeah. Um, so two days later, after they announced, they dropped the, they dropped them, new directors announced, Ron Howard uh, would be taken over directing. And he had three and a half more weeks of scheduled principal photography to go through, which he did. And then after that, he did a scheduled five weeks of reshoots. So he's done five weeks of reshoots and three and a half weeks of actual, like the normal photography thing. So the majority of his his stuff is all reshoots. A lot of this, I don't know how much of it, but some of it you can go, well, it just comes down to the fact that Michael K. Williams, of course, couldn't reprise his role. We talked about that in episode one. He was off shooting Red Sea Diving Resort. Um, so they they hired in um, Paul Bettany to come in and do the new villain. So, of course, he reshot all those scenes. I, uh, you can't imagine all the scenes you had to reshoot, but that is a, a, lot, of, a lot of time just put straight to re- reshoots. How's that make you feel? <laughs> I think good. 
as long as there was no, you know, mustaches or CGI top lips involved, um, I think we've got, you know, they're doing the right thing. They're going through it and making the changes. As we said, a, a, a movie, like a, a studio giving them, being like, it's okay, take take the time you need to make this the best possible movie that you can, I think is perfect. I think it's often very weird, as we've seen in recent movies, Justice League being one of them when you can see you can see when another director has come in and changed yeah, sexes. It's very noticeable when that movie. It's very noticeable when different directors have come in. Like I think it was uh, Snyder and Whedon, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. When you know when the two switch scenes like the one after the other, they're both shot rather differently. They're both got a different kind of atmosphere to them. Um, and it changes the movie. So I think it's good for another director to come in to then re- to shoot what he needs to for the rest of the movie and then reshoot the rest of it or the bits he needs to to make it feel like a total package, to make yeah, it feel well, like... It, yeah. If you want to judge off this, it makes it seem like he's basically just reshot everything. Yeah, I would... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was a bit different because Joss Whedon's a bit stylistically different to Zack Snyder. So yeah. It, that was a bit different. I nothing about Ron Howard's work makes me, I think, stylish at all. So I imagine most of the action scenes are probably still left from when Lord and Miller were directing, though, because those were probably like planned out ages it's ago. A whole bunch of CGI, anyway. CGI, yeah. and like yeah. barely any acting. So I imagine it's mostly just like the acting scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't dislike Ron Howard as a director. Uh, he, nothing he's done super excites me. I, I feel like good. Ron Howard's the the paint by numbers director, which yeah. is kind of what they wanted to come in to help clean up the mess. I guess like they they're having trouble with directors, these two directors not doing what they want, not sticking to the script, and Ron Howard is the guy to come in. He's a in. team player. He's a team player. He's the guy to come in. I think like judging off his work, he's and from all accounts of what I've read about him, I've seen in the interviews, and people talk about him, he's good with working with actors because he grew up as a young actor. Yep. So he can work with actors. He can explain to them what they want well, blah, blah, blah. Do I think he has like a an A factor to his movies or his directing style? No, not really. But he does have a, a skill that is working with actors to get what they need. And if you're talking about them struggling with old Ehrenreich in this movie and maybe because he was struggling with the role, maybe some of that was to do with not having a good enough director to lead him through the lines, you know? But they had to bring in an acting coach. Maybe a better director is really what was needed. Someone to help the actor get where they needed to be with the character. And I feel like Ron Howard could do that a lot better than Lord Miller. Just more experienced, you know? Pays off. Um, so... So, interesting tidbit was that... George Lucas came onto set to visit Ron Howard one day. Because they're friends. Because they're friends. And, I mean, George has visited the set of all the Star Wars movies at this <laughs> point. It's not really a big deal. Every time it happens, they're like, George Lucas visited the set. And it's like a big headline in the story. And every time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's visited the set of every Star Wars movie so far. Seven, eight, and Rogue One. I feel like. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he visited the set of all of them. At least for an hour or so. Just Probably to like, also one to six as well. That's something special, isn't it? <laughs> 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 um, so apparently he was supposed to show up for a short visit. 
he ended up staying the entire day of the shooting, so the story goes. And the story Ron Howard has told in interviews is they were filming a scene. Ron Howard was struggling with it. You know, it was like, no, try it this way. Like, he wasn't feeling it. He was like, just couldn't get it right, apparently. And then George was apparently just standing there sipping a coffee and was like, well, why doesn't Han Solo just do this? That's what Han would do. And then Ron was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, just, just try what George said. And then they filmed the scene and that's the take that ended up in the, the movie. So it's just one of those stories where like there's a scene in the movie. We don't know which exact one, but there's a moment that has George Lucas's touch on it. Touch of direction on Han Solo again, which is nice to know, I feel like. That's a, a nice little thing for this movie to have. A little feel-good story for you. Um so on October 17th, it was announced that principal photography had been completed and they revealed the title. Does that, did everyone watch this fucking Twitter video when it came out? Were they, no. like He had the Maybe. fucking title card. It was like a black card run held in, on the Twitter video and he's like, we're going to reveal the title. What is it? Solo. A Star Wars story. And everyone's kind of like, that's fucking what we've been calling it. Like, But everyone had either been calling it Solo or Han Solo a Star Wars story. And he's like, it's called Solo. Blew your fucking mind. Waka, That's waka, crazy. It's insane. <laughs> um, so, what do we all think of the title? Does any, we talked about it briefly last week? I don't. I don't like yeah, it. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like people just saying solo, especially here in Australia, where there's a soft drink there's called drink. solo. Yeah, I know. There's the soft drink, and then there was a video game I played last week. It's all becoming or two weeks ago. It's all becoming rather weird. <sighs> too, too, too many solos happening you know yep i i would have just preferred han solo personally yeah han solo yeah. a star wars story yeah just just because of the drink situation if yeah anything. definitely definitely <laughs> <laughs> um then uh in a in a, a wrap-up to the lord and miller story in march it was announced that lord and miller will receive executive producer credits on the film so their work didn't go didn't, obviously, there's still parts of it there, so obviously, they, you know that's a that's a good move. It's a class move by Lucasfilm and Disney. Yeah, good I feel on. like it's a classy move to wrap it up on. Um, and then post production was wrapped April twenty second. They've been pumping out trailers since, and we're about seven days off watching. How how Solo. Um, how many trailers have there been? Now? Three. <sighs> Three a teaser, then two trailers, I guess. Yeah, and then yeah, a bunch okay. of TV spots and whatever else. The behind the scenes thing we watched in the first episode. Bunch of stuff. Um, like yeah, there's a lot. There's always a lot. I mean, there's like always like 30 to a million TV spots that I try not to watch because I feel like you watch too many TV spots, you give away the whole movie. Um, any notes or anything to go over that interesting from the production and the history of from the that, solo movie? I think movie? we've covered it really well. Ash? Yeah, I think you covered it. Of course, it's just a major concern. I think, don't, can't think of any movie that's had a director leave halfway through the film that's turned out great. Yeah. Back to the Future. Boom. Zemeckis didn't leave, though. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, they replaced the main part and reshot a bunch of it. Boom. Yeah. They replaced the main actor and reshot basically all the film. Boom. Okay, yeah? I'll give you that, but... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my point still stands. The director's never been replaced and it's... Midway through, yeah, not the, I can't think of anything. It's off my head. Um, I'm I'm getting more excited for it. I wasn't very excited leading up to it, but we'll talk about that more in a little bit. Um, next question: If you could write a solo Star Wars origin story, 
what would it be about? Han Solo. When you no, say when, no, you, no, no, when you say a solo, stuff, are we talking about we pick a character when we write about it? What would you? What would you? What, what would individual of Star Wars story be his movie about? See, for mine, it would be like Underworld series. I want. I would want. I'd want Han Solo origin story to be heavily involved in him going deep into like the Star Wars. Un- like this movie, obviously, is going to have shady characters in it, but I mean, like mostly set on Coruscant. Or something like him dealing with a lot of the underworld, real gritty kind of dark movie, dealing with a lot of shady characters, basically all set on one planet, very thriller-esque kind of solo movie. And then he would bump into a bunch of bounty hunters from the movies and the animated series as cool Easter eggs. That That's what my dream Han Solo origin movie would be. I don't know if I'd want it to be an origin movie, but like... No Chewbacca. But Han Solo, but similar to Die Hard. Yeah? Like that kind of, I don't know. I'd like that I'd like that piece where there's a lot of focus on Han as a character, maybe his growth in the situation. It could be in a situation in Coruscant that he somehow got himself wrapped into without really wanting to and then working through that. I think that Han character fits really well with that. Um he's always you know that kind of character that is just kind of in the right is in the right place at the wrong time for him like he doesn't want to be there he just ends up there so i'd like that kind of take on that character and see how he he gets himself out of situations and how he works through everything i like it Mm. i'd buy that for a, a cinema ticket yep ash some sort of romantic comedy Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking hell, Ashley! You've How do you know week. that's not what this is? You've had a yeah. fantastic week. Yeah. Him, and, him and Kira, or whatever, whatever, whatever her name yeah. is, I still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll find out it's something completely different. Yep. Um, who do you think deserves the solo? And by solo, I mean solo character <laughs> movie next. Boba Fett. Oh my. Let's you post. Did. Let's posthumously uh, make his popularity justified. Um. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Okay. Who do you reckon, Kieran? <laughs> well, there's the obvious one, and the obvious obvious one is Obi Wan. Um. I don't know if I don't know what the story you would tell in Obi Wan's life because I think we've already seen a big enough chunk. Um. Maybe even, like, it could be interesting, even though you can't get the kid to play it because that kid's not a kid anymore, but even the period of time between Phantom and Clone Wars could be kind of cool and Anakin growing up, but we've already seen that. You can recast. We can recast? Well, if we're going to recast... Okay, no, let's go with the one I'd actually want to see, even though it'd be hard for me to see another character in the role. I'd like a Qui-Gon movie. Yeah. Like yeah. I'd like Qui Gon Jinn, even though it's Liam Neeson. I still that. think he could do it with Liam Neeson. I don't think you need to heavily de-age him to do that movie. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to do. A, I'd like a Qui Gon movie. I'd buy that for a cinema ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. my pick's Obi Wan. It has to be Obi Wan. I need Ewan McGregor in that role. I need more of it. It's the best part of the prequels by far, and he he's. I just need more. I just need more and. If you're like, oh, what would you do? 
they have proved recently between showing having him show up in the episode of Rebels and then also having him be in like com- they've done comics where he's just on Tatooine. They show that stuff's happening. Like he's dealing with shit. He's still would having you, to do stuff. Would, would that be the period of time? Would it be after, like, post yep. uh, the prequels, like post the prequels and before New Hope you would do? Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. Like a couple of years after episode uh, three. Cool. I reckon, like five yeah, years dude. after episode three. I would also purchase a ticket to that. Hell yeah. You can make it like a... It wouldn't be heavily action-orientated, I don't feel like. But you could, de- you, there's lots of shit happening on that planet. You could deal with Jabba. I don't know. Like, there's there's always the huts there. Whatever else is going on. There just had to like be the a inner workings where... of him going insane. You know, like lonely. That sort of stuff. There had to be a point where Obi went on some wacky holiday. Nah. No, I don't like the idea of making him leave that planet ever. Like, I don't feel oh, like really? he can. Okay. Yeah. He's it's his, but, he's a man of missions. Yeah, but I mean, up until a stage. You, you were kind of like, oh, he hasn't used his lightsaber for, like, you know, 18 years or whatever after episode three up until he uses in episode four. But they've retracted that. They've had him use his lightsaber in stuff. Like, in Rebels, he fucking... Spoilers for Rebels. Fucked um, up Darth Maul. He fucked up Darth Maul, who comes to Tatooine to look for him. So, I mean, they're not afraid to be like, look, he's used his lightsaber. He's not, like, completely abandoned everything, you know. But I feel like they... You take him off the planet, you kind of you, that's push, crossing the line of what you can yeah. play with there. But have someone come down, look for him. I don't know anything like that. I'm down for. I feel like you can play with it a little bit, but this is something for a bunch of people to sit in the writers' room and, and whack out and think about over many weeks of time, not yeah, just, just five minutes on a, a podcast. Whack out an Obi Wan movie. <laughs> just just whack one out while you're at it. But mainly, I just want Owen McGregor back in that role. Yeah. I, I feel like fantastic, so I'd, I'd be all for it. It was so good in the prequels, and sticking him in a really good movie where he just gets to be the star in that role again would be would be great to see. Now, Ash, do you have another one to give me, like an actual fucking one? How or? about a Yoda movie set after episode three? No. Gets, gets on a planet, <laughs> he's just alone. <laughs> Ash, it's an art house film. He slowly degenerates it's into an, the kooky character we see in episode film. four. It's an art yeah. house film, really? Yeah. yeah. God. Just long shots of him walking oh, around, eating some sort of food, food source. Mm, what is this inside my window? God. And then the movie ends with a uh, X-wing crashing into the swamp. So the movie spans a very long, a very long time. time. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, Ashley, have you got a real one to give? <laughs> yeah, Ashley, you have a real one to give me. Uh, I feel like Ashley's taking the role of Nick this week. Not shitting on it, but just, you know, <laughs> spanner in the works. Not loving it. <laughs> <laughs> a general Hux movie. Oh, no. fucking it. Fuck. Poe Dameron origin story. There you go. It's in the comics. All right, moving on. Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, let's talk about Let's wrap up things on Star, the solo Star Wars story movie What things have you most excited Going into the movie, now that we're So close to it coming out And what things have you still most worried And now talking about it Over two episodes of the podcast Have your feelings 
changed on any of those factors a little bit since recording two episodes. I feel good, but at the same time, in the last couple of days, I've been a little bit worried in places. I feel good overall talking about it and really yeah. going through it and going over stuff um, and understanding what the movie is going to be better gives a better understanding of what, what I'm going into. At the same time, there's things like... Um, Disney came out and confirmed that they, they they never had intentions to make this a trilogy or, like, currently they don't have an intention to make this a trilogy. Um, there was that little bit of news you found the other day when you were in Target, I think you said, or Kmart, about the... Um, you said the, the about Kessel the, ca- Run the Kessel Run is written Run. on the Lego. Yeah. That's confirmed. The Kessel Run Lego. So when we discussed there last week prediction. and we were like, ah, oh, the Kessel Run, is it going to happen in this, you know, in this movie? Looks like yes. Um, so that worries me with my point I mentioned last week about them trying to stuff too much of the Han moments we know of into the same movie um, and not stretching it out. So I'm a little worried that it's going to be a bit jam-packed with stuff and overfilled, but um, we'll see how we go. But other than that, I'm pretty excited for the movie. Ash? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's been fun talking about it. Uh, I know more than I did two weeks ago. <laughs> Thanks, Dylan. Just by osmosis, just by sitting in a in a yeah. hangouts with Dylan for an hour and a bit. Let him talk and then... Yeah. That's the aim of this podcast, you know? I want people to get more excited for the Star Wars movie. <laughs> that's, the, that's the aim. Um, as I said, I was, I'm, I'm definitely more excited... I feel like any Star Wars movie, I just get more excited the closer it gets anyway, so by just to count. But I was I was down on this movie from the start. I was very much on the Han Solo movie. I don't want a fucking like Han Solo movie. Um I just I, I just especially as we talked about, I didn't really like Han Solo's character. I mean he's fine, but I'm like of all the fucking characters. Like just like he can't be that interesting, but the more I've seen about it, the more I've read about it. That behind the scenes thing, I really like the way they talk about him and all that sort of stuff has got me a bit more excited. Seeing Lando got me way more excited to see the movie. Yep. And the amount I really, of um, Donald Glover that you've seen recently has is amazing. I can't get enough of the man. Um, and I love capes <laughs> also. There's I'm actually and- I need to interrupt you. I'm disappointed in you, community. I'm disappointed. That that poll came up as yes, Dylan needs to wear a cape. No, no. I mean, um, you just have to do everything Donald Glover does. So, capes, (laughs) they're in. I need uh, also the when I watch the trailers, I really love the the look of this movie. I think that was another thing that got really really excited. The the colors, the way it's being shot, the the cowboy esque kind of standoff shots we see the. All that sort of stuff has me a lot more excited for it because it just it doesn't look like a an episodic movie, which excites me. I don't want it to look like an episodic movie. I want it to look different. All right, and to wrap up the show, we're gonna drop some predictions. I don't know. This is a this is a hard one because it's 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 not like an episodic movie. The predictions can't, uh, you can't just throw out like, well, Snoke will do this, or you know, Ray will be. There's not. Yep. That much sort of stuff. So I'll be interested to see what you, <laughs> you can throw at me. Um, I will start first, and then we'll go along for me. Three predictions <laughs> about the Solo Star Wars movie. 
My first one is that Boba Fett cameos alongside Jabba the Hutt. Makes sense to me. Feels yep. like the movie to fit it in. Then they can do the Boba Fett spinoff movie. Oh my God. And if, if we don't see Boba Fett, I will be highly surprised if we don't see Jabba. I feel like Jabba has to, just to set up that relationship that him and Jabba waka have. Googie, that, waka, oh. that, you know, because when we see them in episode four, you can tell it's this long relationship they've, they've, they've had at that point. You know, they've been doing, he's been doing a bunch of work for Jabba. So setting him up to be, to work with Jabba from such a young age. I feel like it's a good move and it's a, it's a decent cameo. Setting up the Jabba the Hutt gangster movie. <sighs> I'd watch that actually. Yeah. Um, Ash, what's your, what do you got for me? Uh, Kira or whatever her name is, is going to be the one who portrays Han. Oh my God. You're always in with the worst, like the, the evilest predictions. You always I mean, come in with the hurtful ones. Someone's going to betray him and it makes sense that it's the person closest to him. <laughs> he was hurting my feelings. All right, sure. Uh, it's it's uh, okay. Then, then it it's not his mentor. Then uh, Woody Harrelson. It's not his mentor. Be in- yeah, okay. Yeah, he I won't see it coming. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, Kieran, what do you got? Zero main good character deaths, so nobody's gonna die. Not any, not any of like the the. the sure, Han and Chewie are gonna live through this movie. <laughs> Han and I'm not talking about them ones, you fucks, but. Nobody from like the main group of heisters, mobsters, Woody Harrison's gang. None of them are going to die. All right. Yeah. All right. I feel like that's a safe one. <laughs> but yeah, <okay>. buddy. <laughs> um, my second one is that Sansa Starro is hinted at, um, so talked about or seen somewhere, or has some sort of inclusion in this movie. They got a they got a hint at that that comic book wife character. Everyone loves her in the comics now, but that, that's someone people want to see in this movie or see hinted at. Um, just add it in. Hint at her. Something along those. One quick scene. Have her in the background. Fuck, I don't know. Something along those lines. Ash. Cool. The uh, train sequence where uh, Chewie's hanging off the train and then he's about to hit mm-hmm. a cliff. Mm-hmm. That's the moment Han saves his life. He gets the life debt. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon? Yep. You don't reckon that Han just saves him out of like slavery, and no. that's the life debt? No. Like, no, of course not. Dude. No. Don't be ridiculous. They're not going to have slavery in this movie. <laughs> Why not? It's just too on the nose at the moment. <laughs> I feel like slavery's uh, been around for a very long time, and <laughs> and uh, no one likes it. Yeah, so they're now not going to show it that we're slaves. Uh, Kieran, what do you got for me? Um, in the opening section when Han is part of, like, joining up with the Empire, there'll either be a cameo from the Emperor or Darth Vader. Really? Mm. That is a ballsy one. Yeah. Yep. There'll be Emperor or Darth Vader as part of that stuff. Where, though? Where do you reckon? Like, um, I reckon... How do they see him? Like, Vader's walking past, you reckon? I think, like, <laughs> even, like, it'll be, like, a big crowd section or... When they're preparing for that battle scene we see, maybe um, like there's even if it's just like a hologram or some shit of him or of yeah. the Emperor like talking to them or something, I think that'll be in there. I would buy the Emperor hologram thing a lot more if I didn't already get let down because I think that was one of my predictions for Rogue One. I was like, we will at some stage see the Emperor in a hologram because I thought that was an easy, easy buy-in for that mm-hmm. movie. Easy pick. Nope. 
Not even once. <laughs> I think more of a chance of Thorn. They've already got the CG. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm fine with the, the hologram emperor thing. Makes sense because that's from what we know. Um, in extended universe material, that's the only way people see him. It's like yes. hologram, hologram, hologram. So, and it's the kind of thing that he just froze around as propaganda on TVs. You know, I'm your grateful empire. Blah blah. So that that would make sense if we see it. That that would be cool to see. No way we see Vader. No way in hell. Okay. No. Like Vader's I'd not just walking down a corridor. I'd be happy if they keep Vader away. I'd be happy if yeah. they keep him away. But I think there's a chance. I don't. I, I and I definitely don't want the whole. Because if they put Vader in this, even in a, like for one second, it's okay. So Vader cameos in every Star every Wars movie. story movie. Yeah. Like, is that the thing now? That's the running, the running thing. Um, but I like the Emperor one. That makes sense. Yep. Um, my last one is that Jedi relics will be shown to be collected by someone at some point in this movie or scene. Um, either if that's not the main bad guy, it's going to be some other villain of some sort. You know, even if he doesn't talk about him in the background, you'll see a bunch of lightsabers or some shit. It, this is only because uh, they like in the extended universe material setting up all these these villains that collect Jedi artifacts just because they're cool and lightsabers and whatever else. And it's also just a cool Easter eggy type thing to to throw in, I guess, to have in the background. It's like Han Han doesn't believe in the Jedi, but you can have like these laser swords. And he's like, "Oh, these are fucking. What are they? Oh, they light up. All right, cool. Whatever. Bunch of mystical. Oh, I collect them. They're from the Jedi. Who the fuck are they? Oh, they were mumbo jumbo. You know, like some some kind of shit yep. like that. Yep. Ash, what is your last one? Um, C three PO and R two G two won't be in this movie. I hope you're right. I yep. hope you're right as well. I really don't want to see them. It would be ridiculous if we did at this point, yeah. honestly. And I hated the scene with them in Rogue Oh, One. it just felt so forced in So um, forced, in so forced. Rogue. It was like, this does not make sense currently. I'm like, what is this crap? It was just the sake of having him in there. And it, it really didn't end it. So yeah, I don't want them in this. Please be right. Yep. Um, Kieran, what do you got for your last one? For my last one, let's go with a wacky one. A wacky Somehow... One. Naboo will feature in this movie. Okay, lead me through your uh, <laughs> <laughs> how you reach this. But yeah, okay, lead um, me down the story. There'll be a like. There'll either be like a. Um, it won't be a big scene. Like there won't be a massive scene in it, but there'll be a part where there's either like a montage of going to grab things or doing little like stealing things or something. And one of the points will be there. Why Naboo. though? Like, why is it Naboo? Like, I just thought it'd be a cool time to include Naboo. <laughs> Maybe it there's a. There. I can believe there might be a Gungan in like a bar scene or something, but I don't no, think. I would go love to, to see a Gungan Naboo. somewhere. They're I would love that. I'm all for them slowly just putting in more prequel stuff, just yeah. in the back. I just think they linking should. more prequel stuff because Naboo was in. Um, there was a so there was an image of Naboo in. Uh, number seven, right? Well, when everywhere got blown up, one of them was Naboo. Maybe no, no. What am I no. thinking of? Don't worry, man. Coruscant. No, you know what I'm thinking? It's that crappy scene they added in um the episode six. Yes, they show Naboo. They show Naboo there. That's what I'm thinking of. Don't worry. They added in planets. Yeah, I'm yeah. all for seeing a Gungan in a random bar, but I don't know how we see Naboo ever. But okay, sure. That's fine. I'm going with ballsy that. pick. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Um, and that is wrapping up our <laughs> Star Wars 
solo predictions. Um, we will f- go back over those next week after we've watched the movie to see who is actually correct. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. Can't wait to watch it. Hopefully it'll be great. If it's not, I will not be that man. At worst, I think the movie is just going to be good, not great. I don't think it'll be bad. I'm not worried about it being bad. Lucasfilm isn't going to put out a bad movie. They wouldn't do that. Um, next week's episode will probably go up a little bit later than all these ones. These ones have all been dropping at 9am. The one where we talk about it next week and we'll, we'll be doing a full hour, at least, discussion on the Star Wars solo movie. Solo with Star Wars. Whatever movie. the fuck it's yeah. called. Yeah, movie. We'll be out at some Story. point next week. <laughs> Make sure to keep track of our Twitter at ExplosionPod to see when that's coming at your hot, hot speeders in the face. Uh, if you want to talk to Ash, where can they talk to you, Ash? You can talk to me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y is a thing. If if you want to speak Gungan to Kieran, where can they do that? Uh, you can come over and speak Gungan with me at your boy Ringo on the Twitters or come yell it at me in Twitch chat on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network. Where you'll be streaming Battlefront 2. Fuck no. <laughs> Oh, maybe if we do the Ewok thing. The Ewok thing is the only thing I kind of want to play. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Vivaladil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Make sure you head over, over to ExplosionNetwork.com where you can find this season of Old Man Explosion, the first season of Old Man Explosion, my review for Solo, whenever that goes up at some point after the movie's out. If my it goes for, up. It'll go up. You didn't do, you do one if, for the episode eight. I'll do one for this. I'm not as heavily um, okay. biased as I felt like I was going into episode Eight, so I'll do one. Um, you'll see a review for the solo. Mark my mark my podcasty lips. You know. Well, now Ooh. you're committed. Smack them. Smack I'm committed lips. now. Um, and all the other great content that we do at Explosion Network. Keep it phases locked to that website. Set them to stun, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't that Star no, Trek? What? Why? Set I your phases to stun in Star Trek. The, you no, fuck. No way. That's Star set your blasters to. Is that a red shirt no. I see under that hoodie? What is that a red shirt? On? I don't know. That's crazy. Imposter. May the force be with you. Always. Hello, hello, it's Kieran here from the Explosion Network, and this be your ad read for May 2018. If you're a fan of top 10 lists, then boy oh boy, do we have a show for you that does just as well as BuzzFeed, WatchMojo, IGN, or anywhere bloody else, to be perfectly honest, but in about half the time. Top 5 with Nick is currently airing in its first season and the season's theme is video games. We love video games here at the Explosion Network. Join Nick and two guests every fortnight as they break down topics like launch games, gaming peripherals and first person shooters. Explosion Network's bulletin board. Older on Explosion is back this month. Join Dylan and guests for three episodes from May 11th in lead up to Solo. Coming so close. If you're watching Westworld season two at the moment, make sure you follow us over at twitch.tv slash explosion network for Bevan World. Our weekly recap and discussion about Westworld. Find it all on our Twitch channel as once again twitch.tv slash explosion network or over at our YouTube, youtube.com slash explosion network. Have a fantastic May. Quick tidbit, you know that song I'm Riding Solo by Jason Derulo? Yeah. I used to sing I'm Han Solo lyrics to that song. I'm pretty sure in that stupid Just Dance game that they Star did with Wars Star Wars, Connect. they did a version of that. That's really? Because I used to, I'd never heard anything, but I was like, I'm Han Solo. Yeah, I'm pretty Solo. sure that's. I'm up in my ship flying the Millennium Falcon. 
Riding through the stars and blah, 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 blah. I'm solo. I'm Han Solo. I'm Han Yeah, I'm solo. pretty sure that's literally I think literally you're ruining the film for everybody. Yeah. Oh. Cool. See you next week. Live long and no, prosper. Live long and God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>